0: Hello there nerds, and welcome to Go To There, 30 Rock podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurks that come with one of the best shows in the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Emick. And welcome to episode 71, season 4, episode 13, entitled Anna Howard Shaw Day, originally airing February 11th. 2010. David, if you would please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode.
1: Liz well, is revolting against Valentine's Day in order to prove you can be single and so successful and renames it in honor of Suffragette Anna Howard Shaw. Meanwhile, Jack makes an appearance on Avery Jessup's CNBC talk show and, mm-hmm. and Sparks 5. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jenna becomes alarmed when she doesn't get messages from her stalker in the lead up to Valentine's Day, and the tables turn a bit.
0: Yeah, um, I don't know, I feel like this episode was kind of a dud for me. Like, there's a lot of great moments in it, and I enjoyed a lot of it, but, uh, I don't know, I just, I feel like it just came and went. Like, I mean, we're just a few minutes removed from watching it, and I'm kind of already forgetting stuff that's happened in it. Like, I know the beats, like... You know, the root canal, meeting Elizabeth Banks's character, and Jenna's... Like, I know the beats, but that's about it. Like, it's just... I don't know. I feel like it wasn't that strong of an episode. We're sort of going back to past Verno Or before Verno, where it was just kind of like filler episodes for the most part. But I know this is an important episode because we're introducing Elizabeth Banks's character and Avery. Uh, we're setting up the the next love interest for Liz. So there's moments happening here that are important, but I don't know. It just didn't really resonate with me that well.
1: It's so funny you say that because this was the episode from the season that was nominated for writing at the Emmys. Um, and I actually liked it. Like I, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. Um, not one of the most standouts, but I think like the Jenna, Jenna's entire subplot is like random and hilarious yeah. and very like, very true to her character of, getting disappointed when her stalker right. isn't following through right because um,
0: obviously the natural thing is you're terrified you have a stalker whereas in this instance it means like maybe you're just not as hot as you once were either in terms of attractiveness or just star power so it, it also means something to her so like i get it i don't know it's just
1: yeah so i guess the Liz storyline is a little like liz is showing that being single like that's kind con- that's feel even though like that exact maybe not that exact storyline has happened. It's kind of retread spiritually of things that have happened yeah. a lot. So I could see that.
0: And she just, she keeps hitting it so hard that it's clearly she's projecting. So it's like after the third or fourth time of her protesting about, I don't need to be alone. It's like, okay, well, you're clearly upset that you're not with somebody. Like, we get it. So it's like, I don't know, it loses some of its subtlety, I guess. And I like that it wraps up where, like, she starts admitting everything. Obviously, like, when you're on drugs, you typically are a little bit more loose lip. So yeah. you will share more often and share your deep dark whatevers, but it's just like, I don't know. I just felt like this was a bit of a dud episode, and I'm not, I mean I'm glad that it was nominated and all that, but uh, yeah. I don't know. I well. just it didn't it didn't hit me as much as I liked Vernal. Vernal was a lot stronger for me as an episode. Yeah. Still enjoyable though, but
1: yeah. yeah, for me I think that sets up like from like in my memory starting when. Avery, the Avery Jessup storyline starts through like like th- that's what I think of as, per- as peak 30 rock because you have I think she's one of the best guest star or the best well recurring I guess because she, she I don't know if she's a, in, she, she counts as a guest star or recurring I'd
0: say she's she's a guest star she I don't okay. think she's in she never becomes a series regular yeah. or I d- I'm not sure what the episode count is well, that makes you record the she's
1: but... one of the best non-main characters yeah. I think in the course of the series and yeah. it's also like starts I think moving into like the Cable Town stuff is that mm-hmm. the next season it's like yeah. and, and to me like that's what I think of was like peak like the corporate satire that was yeah. like really funny because it was around I guess this, that was around the time that Comcast had bought yeah. out NBC Universal, so yeah, they were, and they were straight up parodying all of that. Yeah,
0: that's what the whole Cable Town thing is a parody of and yeah. speaking of the uh, Cable Town stuff, yeah, that's happening in a couple of episodes because okay. Don Geist dies in the series, so I think, that, if I remember correctly, the end of Season 4 and the beginning of Season 5 is them transitioning from Cable Town owning them and things like that, so yeah, yeah. We're, we're getting near art imitating life more yeah. of those stories. And with
1: it, I think with the Avery character, they do a lot of like cable news mm-hmm. satire too. So yeah. like that's like straight up my alley. Yeah. So. I mean she's
0: basically like a Megan Kelly and Right. Yeah. She she has those, her she has
1: her Fox Fox News wig on. Yeah. Blonde big, wig. Big blonde, part <laughs> down
0: the middle, yeah. very uh uh conservative but sexy conservative look. Like, um and and it's Elizabeth thing. Like she there's nothing that I've seen her in that I've never liked her in. She's just always been a super solid, either guest actors, character actors, whatever you want to call her. She's just always really funny. She just has a very dry wit about her, and she's a. I mean, she's an accomplished director now. So I think at this time she hadn't been a director yet. Um, so she's at this time, 2010. She's just building up a resume, but she's in a ton of comedies and. Yeah, her, Yeah, debut? yeah okay. Pitch Perfect Two was her debut. Okay. Now yeah she was i mean she's one of the best parts of the hunger games trilogy i think like in effie like from what i remember i feel like she's right now i feel like the books made her like almost like an impossible to like kind of person but elizabeth Banks took that character and made it uh, super enjoyable and i don't know like made it a new character as opposed to like a a, a like posh um insufferable person made her just like not a ditz, but just made her likable in that, like, she knew she just had to play the game, but she was playing it her way kind of thing, I don't know. But yeah, so Elizabeth Banks, around this time, had just been doing a ton of stuff, and she makes her directorial mm-hmm. debut in, in Pitch Perfect 2, but she was in... I think she was in the trilogy. I, honestly, I haven't seen the third one yet. Um, but mm-hmm. then she most recently did... She, she wrote, directed, and produced uh, the new Charlie's yeah. Angels of last year. Which...
1: Well. So Hopefully she'll get another chance because that oh, one did yeah. not too great at yeah, the sure. <laughs> box I mean, office. Yeah,
0: I'd, I mean, I knew that movie was coming, and it really it is It was. It's one of those movies that they just release over wintertime because they know it's not going to be a big yeah. hit, and it wasn't going to be an Oscar bait movie. So well, it's just well, like let's just get it out kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure she's got enough clout that uh, she should have no problem getting, I hope that she doesn't have a problem getting where that would be horrible. That would be a real loss. Anyway. Yeah.
1: She's also currently on the FX on Hulu season series Mrs. America playing the token Republican in the women's rights movement. So she's top cast. that's good. <laughs> well, it's a, I, I mean, it's a way different character. Like, yeah. I mean, it's basically an ambitious woman who probably, I mean, Jill Rockwell's house probably would be a Democrat now because she's like a highly educated woman, like she's a feminist and I feel like the, the way the policies have moved, like, moved way to the right of where she would be now. Because she was, I mean, she was, like, an anti-Reagan Republican, mm. so. Um, but anyway, she's really good on that, too.
0: Hmm. All right. Yeah, I guess she has, like, a, a small stint on Modern Family, I think, in season two or three. I don't know. I, I, I'll watch that show eventually, one day, maybe. I don't know. I feel like everyone talks about that show like it was good after like the first three seasons and then after that you don't really need to watch anymore i don't know because i mean it ran for 11 years yeah just which, just had its series finale yeah, earlier this um, year. but i don't hear anyone talking fondly of it which sort of worries i me think it's hard.
1: one of those shows that every like it seems like after shows are on a certain amount of time it's like lots and lots of people maybe still watch them they just don't get talked about as much mm-hmm. because sort of they're going, just emotions. not as buzzy or it's been around a while so like maybe people are watching out of some people watching out of habit and
0: i feel like six or seven seasons that's the perfect length of a show like because by season four and five you've found your stride and you're hitting it and usually that's where most of your best episodes are going to be and then after five seasons usually the head writers leave so you bring in new writers you bring in new cast and you start focusing on characters that were never part of the mainstay so then your story gets a little bit off track kind of and then that's what pushes you to 8 and 9 and 10 yeah. seasons so it's just like it well, just starts coming so bloated that it's just like ah, okay.
1: I think we might be past that for the most part because like syndication is not as like it used to be like you know like if you basically if you get to four, 4 full seasons you can go you can sell on to the syndication and then every season you make after that has more money but you know streaming it's not as it's not as easy to sell in syndication unless you're a big show so it's like you have shows that have been around forever like Grey's Anatomy mm-hmm. and um, NCIS and, and stuff yeah. like that but I mean they've been on for and they're going to continue to be on but it's like yeah. now you're seeing a gap where you have some shows that have been on for 10 plus years and like a lot of newer shows like Netflix especially is famous for keeping getting rid of shows like after three or four seasons yeah. like with 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 some exceptions but not that many exceptions I
0: mean, unless like unless you're bojack at this point or orange is yeah. the New black you probably won't make and i mean and those
1: were seasons. among their first shows like now it's yeah. you know now now they're a lot of their shows mm-hmm. are, are cutting off at four like against because syndication is not sustainable for as many network shows mm-hmm. to last as long as they did yeah. so and you know limited series the rise of the limited series
0: yeah. I also think maybe, I mean, I I mean cancellation is not a good sign, but I think also like a lot of creators just don't necessarily want to be tied down to a show for seven, eight, nine seasons. They want to probably just tell their stories and and move on to something else. So maybe they don't push the cancellation, but maybe they're happy when they are seeing like, God, I don't have to work on this show anymore. I can do something else. Maybe they're a little bit relieved because like, I don't know, I am someone that like, after a while, I just kind of get bored. I want to try something new. Maybe, maybe that's some writers and directors who are like, I just want to move on. I don't want to do this anymore.
1: Yeah, that didn't. I think just cost like you know obviously because the the, the the it's this week is I think what was supposed to be the network upfront week before everything with the virus protecting, but CBS canceled its its show that had Matt LeBlanc on it, which was like a surprise because it was one of its better rated sitcoms. But apparently, like it was super expensive because like he had a big salary and it was mm-hmm. on to its fourth or fifth season, so and they just act in favor of shows that are i guess didn't get as good ratings but i'm sure were much cheaper to produce
0: so yeah that's a shame i guess i don't know i didn't watch it yeah
1: <laughs> it sounds like it was a pretty pretty typical cbs sitcom from what i know about it so
0: i i feel like i saw that an ad for that and like a, when i was waiting to get my car fixed or something and i was like oh i thought matt leblanc was on that Showtime show or Oh he was episodes that was a good show. I was show. like I didn't know he was on another show and I and my brain totally forgot it until you mentioned it and I'm yeah. like oh that's right there was a show with him on it. It had
1: and- <laughs> it, it's like the most generic CBS sitcom title ever man with a plan. Like there could, like I feel like almost every like stereotypical CBS sitcom could what have that. that title. All right
0: so what is that supposed to mean? Is that like a know. guy trying to make it? Is that like, pro- I mean, so, I mean an architect. Like? So
1: probably like I don't know anything about. It. I haven't seen it, but I would guess like a middle-aged, like recently divorced or recently widowed guy who is trying to make because, his new yeah. life, and wow. he has, his plan is what well, I don't know. I don't his know. Plan I, is like I guess sleep about
0: around it. until he finds the right one. <laughs> Probably. Well, we got a show. <laughs> yeah, but
1: episodes was a good show that ran for like
0: five, six years.
1: Five, I think so. Like, I, I want to say six seasons, but like it was, it was co-produced with bbc or some i think one of the british channels so it's like it's like six or eight or ten episode mm-hmm. season so it's not a huge commitment yeah. but it's one of the better hollywood satires but anyway uh,
0: anyway <laughs> there course. is one other thing i want to talk about but i'll save it for later because we're not going to do the end of this episode so i'll just save it then um but um any other <laughs> any other thoughts on tv and and whatnot before we hop in.
1: <laughs> no more CBS sitcom reviews or
0: reflections. Do you no. Do you remember what this episode's about? Ten minutes. And Howard Shaw, the famous suffragette. All right, all right. So yeah, that's basically going to be the cold open. Is just uh, setting up Liz's story, and then we come back, and we'll we'll set up the other plots.
2: Liz,
1: my daughter's selling Valentine cookies for school fundraiser.
2: Valentine's Day is a sham created by card companies to reinforce and exploit gender stereotypes.
1: Evelyn, this is the lady I was telling you about.
3: I like Valentine's Day.
2: Tommy Redeker gave me a card. <laughs> Learn from my sexual misadventures, Evelyn. Last Valentine's Day, I watched my boyfriend Drew's mother slash grandmother die. I met Floyd on Valentine's Day, but he left me for the city of Cleveland. And forget about Dennis. That pervert would always just try to get me drunk. All right, so
1: zero cookies. No,
2: I'll buy some cookies, but not for Valentine's Day. Instead, these cookies celebrate the February 14th birthday of Anna Howard Shaw, famed American suffragette. Happy Anna Howard Shaw Day to you, Evelyn. Come on. A happy Anna Howard Shaw Day to us all.
0: That's one of their shorter cold opens, yeah. I guess. That this is just a packed up so I mean, they had to cut some stuff or then to keep it short. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know um, if everyone needs that history lesson. No, but... uh, we can we can run down uh, Valentine's Day, no? because it is a sham. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, it's... I guess it's well more established, but it's to me, it's the same as any of these other made-up hashtag holidays that are prevalent now. of National Pizza Day and National Hot Dog Day. Like, it's just... It's no less silly and... Or, I'm sorry, it's no more silly, no less silly than any of But it generates
1: people. a lot more money. <laughs> I,
0: well, yeah, it's because it's established. Yeah. If any of these other ones have been around 20, 30 years, like, I, I can guarantee you by the in, like, 20 years, May the 4th be with you is going to be almost like a, hash, a national honor. I don't know. It's just I like, feel like this another year... another reason to set. Well, I think it slowed down because I mean, of the... For COVID-19, sure, but it's, like, right?
1: I feel like last year, like, was the first time I was really seeing it. Like, I, like, every single brand emailed, emailed yeah. some reference to no, it. Like, I this remember, year, there was nothing. I
0: remember your text you sent me, you were like, is May the 4th to be with you, a, a holiday now? And I was like, it's been one for, like, a decade Well, I think that it was, like, long. last year was
1: the first time it was, like, I was getting, like, yeah. all these emails from all these brands. Like, it was, like, really a thing. Yeah. And this year was, like, totally opposite. So like, I barely saw anything.
0: Yeah. But well, it think. could be another... I mean, it could be the, oh, for the, sure. the virus slowing it down. Yeah, There's I mean, brands
1: like, definitely coming back on their marketing and stuff like that. Yeah, but so... Still, it was just interesting because, like, last year was, like, all of a sudden. It was, like, I, I think I, like I kind of... I knew more or less what it right. was, but it was just, like, seeing it, like, so heavily... Promoted across all yeah. sorts of digital channels, I don't know. I
0: feel like there's, there and Simpsons made this joke, so I'm not original on this, but I feel like there's some company out there that's trying to make something besides July 4th. Uh, there's got to be a summer holiday they can try to do, because you have, obviously, New Year's, you have Valentine's, you have St. Patrick's Day, you have Easter, you have Mother's Day, Graduation, Father's Day, that's May and June. July 4th is all you got. Then you got nothing from July to August. You have Labor Day. Labor Day is kind of weak because you're not really celebrating for what it is. You're celebrating to go out and buy shit. Um, and then you have Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all those. So there's there's something there for August and late July but I just feel like they can't quite figure out what it is. But I think the reason they can't is I think because some a lot of people go. On vacation, I was gonna say so peak some, like yeah.
1: Extra July Fourth to Labor Day is like peak like vacation travel, travel, travel checking yeah, out yeah. all sorts. So
0: maybe of things. they've tried something in the past and it didn't work, so they sort of just killed it. But I've, I wouldn't be surprised if someone thinks of something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway.
1: And also because it was in that scene, I want to talk about. Like, I've always like wondered like for a child so like Liz says something like right into the child's face about something about like sexual misadventures which isn't like that explicit or like lewd like it always makes me wonder like when you have like young child actors like in Mm -hmm. scenes where there's like explicit or like curt, like you know what I mean like how do like how does that work like like I, I i mean obviously like their parents allow them right. give permission or whatever to to do that but it's like it's always like just like what does the kid think you know what i mean does the kid yeah. even understand like if, if like there's all this like cursing like very quote-unquote adult behavior going yeah. on the scene? like i've always like like are parents comfortable with that like are they just like well it's acting they know it's not yeah. real or i don't know i've always like found that
0: i'm, I'm assuming most of those kids have like acting teachers and, and yeah. they have drills and stuff so i'm sure they're it's obviously ran by them to help them understand um but yeah, like there's tons of movies where there's like uh kids just constantly swearing yeah. um or or talking about adult themes and things so it is all it that has pop in my head every now and again of just like I wonder if they're really aware of what like they're talking about or is yeah. it just like they're sort of reading the script and like they go back to their parents like what what are they even talking about like what are they what are sexual
1: misadventures what are, mommy boobs? I
0: don't know like I, I I've always wondered that too and. I don't know, maybe we'll meet a child actor one day and can ask him. And
1: maybe maybe he's getting paid enough that the parents are like, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I feel like it's the parents. I mean, obviously they have to run by the parents. They can't. But it's like, I'm pretty sure the parents, they either ask the parents, do you want to explain it to them or would you rather have someone on our team explain it to them? But the parents are probably like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> we want them to make all the money for us. I don't know. Uh, but Liz goes up to Jack's office and she gets what his plans for Valentine will be as she tells us what her plans are.
4: Lemon, which one of these ties do you find more attractive? The
2: red, definitely.
4: Thank you. I've got a look camera ready tonight. I'm being interviewed on CNBC. Have you ever watched The Hot Box with Avery Jessup?
2: No, CNBC gives me a headache. I get all my money advice from PBS.
3: Where should I put my money? In tech stock?
1: Or the housing market. Tech stocks, Foxy Money Bags, Tech Stocks. Maybe that's why I like this because like, I feel like there are a lot of like little jokes like that throughout the episode that are like yeah. just like hilarious to me. Like <laughs> which a, it, it, good cutaways, yeah. anyway. Just funny because like I feel like I mean, I don't really watch CNBC, but anything clip I've seen of it that like a real clip is basically that, like people like yelling and talking and going nuts and blah blah is blah. Is that blah, the blah. one that the gym, Jim Cramer, of yeah. Jim Kramer, yeah and then the just then then the pbs i si- pbs size version is just like how yeah. yeah, do you invest kids oh, yeah so I'm doing the explorer style yeah sir your reservations are all set for valentine's day
4: and just to be clear are you and i exchanging no.
2: why do you have valentine's plans what about nancy
4: nancy knows that i'm here when she's ready but after what we went through her marriage the way that it ended between us it was uh Very intense.
2: Like when you think there's one more stare, but there isn't, and all of a sudden you're like, whoa.
4: Exactly. So for now, I just want something fun and easy. Frankly, I could use a win.
2: A win? What's with the euphemisms, Jack? Why don't you just say you want some?
4: Is that sex, Lemon?
2: Here's the way I do it. So who's the lucky lady? Uh,
4: I'm not sure yet. I have three dates set up across the city, and I hope one of them works out.
2: (laughs) How are you gonna handle three
4: different dates? Well, I have a system for first dates. At an appointed time, Jonathan calls me and tells me that I have a conference call with the Geneva office. If I don't like the woman, I have an excuse to leave. If I do like her, I loudly tell Jonathan that I'm doing something more important. The woman is suitably impressed, and I'm guaranteed to see some underwear, perhaps a uh, bra with a front clasp. What? What are your plans for Valentine's Day, Lemon?
2: I am taking myself out of the equation entirely. I scheduled a root canal for February 14th, Jack. I will spend half the day in Twilight Sleep. Then I will go home and watch the Lifetime original movie, My Stepson is My Cyber Husband.
4: Wow, that is inspired. You are truly the Picasso of loneliness.
2: Or I am that painting elephant of being awesome. Cut
0: to Tracy's room, uh, where Kenneth is Tracy's dressing room uh, where Kenneth is cutting his nails for him and uh, Jenna has some questions for Kenneth.
2: Oh, Kenneth, have any packages come for me today? No, Miss Maroney.
4: Well, that doesn't make any sense. Valentine's Day is always a huge deal for Maynard Roger Hoynes. That's my stalker. You have a stalker? It's a real problem in the celebrity community. But if
3: Beyonce simply answered one of my letters, i stopped stop trying to break into a house. So if you haven't heard from him, isn't that a good thing? Kenneth, the celebrity
4: stalker relationship is very special. Maynard's debilitating devotion validates how wonderful I am. But what does it say about me if he's moved on? Maybe to one of my peers, like Julia Roberts.
3: I'm sure there's a reasonable explanation, Miss Maroney.
0: That's some fun timing of... They don't want to. Be Poor she can't her. get any
1: validation. Her stalker left her. No one will validate that Julia she's Roberts same, is her
0: peer. Yeah, she's on the same level of Julia Roberts. That's 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 good. That was a good joke. Yeah, yeah. Poor Jenna. Also, is
1: that the only time we see Tracy this episode? I feel like it's the only time we prominently see him, at least.
0: No, I think he's in the writers' room. Oh, is he okay? Yeah, he's. You're. I mean, this is like the fourth or fifth episode in a row where he's pretty low key. Yeah. Player, which. Yeah. that's fine you don't need to always have other a, stuff going a, um, on yeah, exactly yeah.
1: but you guys get a good line <laughs> into that about beyonce
0: yeah uh, meanwhile in the writer's room get, liz gets some bad news uh, about her root canal
5: hey has anybody heard about any cool new sex positions my girlfriend's visiting for valentine's and i want to keep things
2: Oh, my God. Lutz, are you still pretending Karen exists?
5: She's real. Would a fake woman have a personal website at jdlutz.com backslash Karen backslash proof?
4: Oh, good grief. My cousin set me up on a blind date for Valentine's, and I just found out the girl is, well, urban.
2: Are you saying she's black?
4: I don't know how to get out of this. Dude, come out with me. You know that load with the messed-up teeth who cleans
5: the urinals? She'll only go out with me if she could bring her ugly sister.
2: Wow, I can't believe you guys are letting Valentine's Day win. Not me. One word. Oral. Two words. Oral surgery. I'm having oral surgery and skipping Valentine's Day. Doctor's orders. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, Dr. Kaplan's office called. They want to
5: know who's picking you up after your procedure. What?
1: Yeah, it's an insurance thing. Anytime you have anesthesia, someone needs
5: to bring you home. Hey, that stuff messes you up. i had my wisdom teeth out i tried to get in the bath
1: with my mom
2: okay is there any chance that you could take me home
1: sorry every year paul and i rent this big suite up at niagara and then she takes the kids there and i stay home and get wasted in my garage it's what keeps the magic alive
0: so i'm glad pete was there to provide that exposition of insurance rules and
1: well two things okay first well since you started there we'll start with the uh I don't know what start of whatever. Well, no, we'll start there. I don't know what kind. What kind of an intense root canal this is getting? Because you don't need to be knocked out for that. Like oh, I, don't, I don't. I just wisdom you teeth. It, you do because yeah. I think it's like it's pretty invasive or not, not invasive. Whatever. Like they have to knock you out yeah. to like extract them. But yeah. root canal is just like. I mean, just like, uh, you know, if you get a cavity filled, it's like you just get like a little novocaine It's like a, yeah. I mean, stronger. It's a, it's a stronger numbing thing, but I think it's just, they yeah, use that and they just go in and do it. It's and different it. From your I mean, unless it's a very or, intense. Yeah. Maybe I mean if if it's a really bad infection I
0: don't Maybe. know. Maybe, but I mean we know I mean, Liz doesn't take care of herself. We've seen a tooth fall out from her. Yeah. In one episode, so we know she doesn't That's take true. care of herself.
1: That's true. Okay, it's just a really, really it's so it's such a bad yeah. it's such a bad whatever that she has to be knocked out for. It. Yeah. Fine, I. Well, I for the sake of plot, uh, yeah. sure. Second, there's a lot in this episode. There's a lot of random blind dates and first dates on Valentine's Day, which is like. I think that's pretty common. Isn't that? I thought that was kind of like universally, not agreed, but a thing that like it, Valentine's Day is a, would be a really weird time to have a first date.
0: Maybe when you're desperate.
1: Like, wasn't that? Wasn't that plot of of the Liz with with uh, what's his face, the, John Ham? Yeah, that their first date was on Valentine's Day, and that was like really weird. Like, i not you know yeah. So that that was part of the thing that that's true. She was like. Or like she didn't realize it was Valentine's Day, and he reminds her, and then she's like, "Oh
0: God." Well, who's he- all right? So Tufer gets set up, but he doesn't want to go. But it's not—it's not because it's Valentine's Day. It's because she's blind,
1: right? But still, it's a blind date. It's first, a blind date. first date.
0: Uh Jack is going on three.
1: Three plus Avery, so that's another. I mean, and I find it. Hard well, no, to... yeah, yeah, yeah. And I find it. I don't know. I don't know if I believe that Avery just it, wouldn't it already have gone, but we'll let it go for the yeah. sake of the plot. Well,
0: she she admits that she yeah. just got out of really a relationship. That's months, true. So, and then um, Frank
1: and uh friend. It sounds like. For a friend, it's definitely a first date. For yeah. him, it just sounds like it could be. It's sounds like it could be a hookup. So,
0: a hook so yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I guess it's like, I guess it's person to person. Would you never do a date on Valentine's Day? blind date? First date? I don't think so. Because of the implications? Or just like...
1: Well, no, just because it's... Just, well, I think we talked about... We talked about this probably in the episode... With Drew. Covering that. But yeah. was, there was one time, it, it was in college, like... I was hanging out with someone and it wasn't even a date but like it accidentally happened on Valentine's Day and it, like oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah 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 yeah. so
0: that was awkward yeah kind of so
1: I guess the answer is yes I would but like Liz Lemon unintentionally
0: yeah well it's only my motto is it's only awkward if you make it awkward it no, can sure. still be uncomfortable or whatever but it's only if you make it uncomfortable you draw attention to it but yeah I don't know I'm trying to think I've definitely done dates on Valentine's, but I don't think I've ever done first dates. Well, right,
4: that's,
1: I mean...
0: Right, yeah. Doing doing a date that's absolutely doing a date on Valentine's Day is, is what probably, many
1: people do. Yeah. I just meant specifically, like, yeah, blind dates and yeah. first dates. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Anyway. So, we we get our first look at Avery Jessup, uh, played by Elizabeth Banks. Uh, on the Hotbox. On the hot box, which is a fun little joke. Um, <gasps> talking about her vagina. <gasps> it's very vulgar. Yeah. Um, do you know who was originally supposed to play Avery Jessup before they cast Elizabeth Banks? Let's see. She's um. directed a movie. A movie that you've seen. A movie that you liked, I think. Hey, I know you liked it. You didn't like it, I think, as much as everyone else, but you liked it.
1: Oh, Olivia Wilde? Yep.
0: Yeah. no. Oh, no, I always get those two mixed up.
1: Olivia Munn? Yeah, Uh-oh. her. Olivia Wilde was the one who did book smart.
0: Yeah, sorry. Olivia Munn Olivia is... Munn
1: was in the newsroom and well, many other things.
0: But... Yeah, sorry. Never mind, then. No. My hints would mislead you, and they did. <laughs> uh, no, Elizabeth, uh, Sorry, Olivia Munn was uh, originally going to try and be... Or was going to be cast as Avery Jessup, but they felt she was too young for the role. Mm. Which I think that's, that's fair, because around that time, she had just started out. She was... She hasn't really hit her peak yet. I don't know. I feel like I've, I've seen maybe one or two things with Olivia Munn in it.
1: I don't think I've actually seen anything with her in it, unless she was like a guest star or something that I can't. Probably, remember, yeah. yeah. I
0: think I'm. I'm sure she's like a character actress. I've seen her in a ton of things, but I, I don't, I don't think she's bad. Um, I just don't have enough uh, record of her to know. But anyway, here's Avery Jessup on the hot box.
5: Welcome back. I'm here with Scheinhardt Universal Vice President Jack Donaghy. Thanks for sitting in the hot box, Jack.
4: My pleasure, Avery.
5: Also joining me, Walter Stein, whose bow tie tells us he works for some liberal think tank.
4: And the food in his beard tells us that he purchased a snack pack on the train from New Haven.
5: Ooh, that's gotta hurt, Walter. Let's get to the countdown. First topic. Prime Minister Wen once a week, one do we.
4: China needs to transition to a spending economy.
5: After Dubai, what's the next credit crisis? The
4: Baltics or women's tennis. Do
5: we need a second bailout?
4: Absolutely not.
5: I love it. Try to get in there, beta dog. I am trying. On three, who will be the next president of these United States? Three, Mitt, Mitt Romney's eldest son, son Jezba. Dennis Kucinich. Okay, that's sad, Walter, just sad. Jack, back to you. Who's number one on your speed dial?
4: BlackBerry, Warren Buffett, iPhone, Jimmy Buffett.
5: Favorite movie?
4: Ty, The Fountainhead, or Uncle Buck. My wife and I just saw The Yellow Handkerchief. Just get a
5: couple out, Stein. God. All right, karaoke go to Jack. Hit me. Integrity Dirt Band. Oh, I rock the brothers. Halen, let's grab a drink after this. You read my mind. We'll be right back after this ad aimed at the elderly.
1: (laughs) My favorite part is that scene when the guy, the liberal think tank guy, is like,
0: I'm trying. <laughs> I like that she calls him Dog. Yeah. because he's not an alpha. No, it's a lot of fun. Um, I mean, I, I would never watch a show like that because it's just, it seems super stressful. I'd never want to be on a show like that because it seems super stressful. Just like rapid fire. Like, I could do trivia. That's one thing, but...
1: Live TV host. Social political
0: uh, social political stuff is not my forte. So I would be the. I mean, I way. feel
1: like Today Show style conversation could be really intimidating if you're not used to being a TV person. Let alone yeah, like that's rapid fire, like yeah, and even the discussion. Today. But the
0: Today Show is so lofty. Like they run those things by you beforehand. Like I feel like that. I mean, that's true. Come, but I feel like and stuff.
1: But Us yeah, I mean, having no experience in TV oh, like what yeah, I'm doing no, it would be yeah. like the scariest thing. Oh,
0: absolutely. I'm not saying I could do it well, even the first 10 tries. But like if I'm saying if I was a veteran of being on any yeah. of those shows, even on something like that, I'd feel just too stressed of having to compete. Make sure you're saying that because you're, you're trying to get quips in. You're trying to get, yeah. you know, sound bites. You're not trying to necessarily have long drawn out sentences just you're just trying to like quick, 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 quick. Yeah. That's what you're trying to get. And if you're not a fast thinker and you don't know what's coming, you end up like poor little level think tank man. Yeah. Walter but, or something. Well American
1: T V is usually really polished. I remember when I went, I had to go to Toronto for a business trip a couple of years ago, and when I got in, like, the hotel, when I was, like, I just, like, had the TV on in the background while I was putting things away, and it was some Canadian news channel, I don't know, like, probably they' called like CNN or whatever. Anyway, I just remember, like, they had a woman on, and it was, like, if it wasn't her first time on TV, like, it was just, like, she was, like, you could tell she was, like, super Aww. nervous and, like, didn't have a lot of camera experience. So it was, like, it was just so funny, because, like, I feel like we're used to on American TV, especially on, like, big mainstream networks, like, everyone is, like, extremely polished, and, like, you know, like, I don't know, like, there's just, like, a, a demeanor that, like, everyone has, and they're, like, like whatever. Right. And, like, this woman was, like, definitely did not fit that at all. And I mean, like, the rest of the people I saw on Canadian TV were, like, fine, but it's just, like, it just it was just, like, it was just really, like, weird and yeah. interesting in a way, because it was, like, I, it's just, like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't expect to see it on American TV just because they weren't, they didn't seem, like, the you know, like, they were super prepared, and, like,
0: and I, um, I mean, like, I get, maybe in, like, uh I mean, like, you see all those, like, blooper videos of, like, bad news announcers or, like, flubs. Well, it's and, like, bad that, or anything. Well, not, I mean, like, yeah. that, that is bad. Like, if she's yeah. on TV and she's not camera ready, that's bad in terms of. Yeah. Well, it's just like. A presentation. It was just like she was, like,
1: her tone, like, her like it was, like, kind of, like, a high pitch. She was, like, talking, like, kind of fast. Like, it was just, like. You yeah. know what I mean? So she
0: might have been a last minute replacement or something. It's possible. Maybe not her normal routine, but, yeah. like when you see all like the reason i say that's like that's a toronto-based toronto is a big suburb it's a big metropolitan area in terms of at least canada if not oh it's the biggest a lot of america but it still is like when you see all those like bloopers you don't see brian williams making many flubs you see fox 5 in georgia like things like that you see like these small flubs so it's like when you think like someone in toronto maybe it was like
1: it's like one of their like big yeah. national right, right
0: right someone in toronto one networks. of the bigger national yeah. networks is making a flood yeah. like there's probably something more to it you know but yeah oh yeah local
1: news definitely has their quirks now well yeah i mean mm-hmm. i've definitely seen plenty of local tv moments that are just cringy silly or awkward and... or cringy or not yeah, yeah but i mean yeah, i guess I, I was just talking like really on like
0: a national uh level no i agree like you don't see it often on a national so when it is there's yeah something's wrong <laughs> yeah but yeah so while liz is trying to get anyone to assist her uh picking her up from the dentist oh I, well we didn't even talk about drugs and anesthesia and have you ever had your wisdom teeth taken out yeah haven't wasn't yeah haven't, younger, it, younger,
1: it right? was it, yeah it was actually it was the summer between um graduating high school and going to college oh
0: huh. yeah that's a good time Yep. you don't lose any time.
1: No, exactly. That's exactly why because the. Did you
0: do, so? Was that uh, presented to you? you Should have them done? Or, yeah, but this is right.
1: basically like like they. He he was like, they're not. Um, I don't know. Like it wasn't a danger, but it was like basically like they're going to grow in, so Take it. might you as well just get them out now before you go way. off to school and blah blah blah. So yeah. we just did it. And,
0: that's that's good. Yeah. yeah, I was not that fortunate. I know. I remember <laughs> very well. Uh, yeah. So quick story. Uh, I had literally just started a job a brand new job and my first day uh was fine but that night I came home and somewhere between dinner and bedtime just literally something clicked in my mouth and my uh wisdom teeth just decided it's time so I had to uh I think I started no yeah I started going to work that day you were getting ready I I had just left yeah you had just left I was literally getting ready to leave and I was like, this is too, cause I had, I mean, I did I went out and bought like the, uh, the numbing, uh, gel. Um, I had just been taking ibuprofen all night and all day to try and numb it. And I was like, I can't do eight hours of this. This is going to be hell. So I remember calling you and then composing the email to my new boss. Like, Hey, I know it's literally my second day of work. My teeth are killing me. I will not be there. Um, he, and they, they were super nice. They were super cool. They were like, oh, I, we totally get it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I, I kept in touch with them the whole day. Like, we ended up going to, like, oral care. And then they, they pushed us to somewhere else to do the emergency surgery. Yeah. But I remember keeping in touch with them the entire day. I was like, hey, hopefully it would just be today. I can come in tomorrow and I'll catch up. And they were like, hey, take your time. It ended up being a day and a half that I had to be out. But, yeah, that was, that was a fun couple of days. The only memories I have are getting knocked out waking up after the surgery and saying hello lady uh, i remember walking <laughs> to the car and i like the, the way this place handed and i assume other sur- oral surgeries that have things like that handle a different way a uh, handle similar where they have like back exits so you're not walking out through the front office so you don't have to emb- right. potentially embarrass yourself or potentially scar anyone that's getting ready to go <laughs> in so they, they took us out the back exit i remember getting in the car I remember, did you, did we come straight home or did you stop to get prescription? I had to stop
1: really quickly at a CVS to get, okay, um, I remember that your pain pill or whatever. And then
0: whatever the only other thing I remember is eating my first thing of jello and then going back to bed. And then that's it. That's all I remember of that day. So here's <laughs> what I remember.
1: <laughs> uh,. Right, so well, the first half of the day was basically me just sitting in waiting rooms waiting for you to get examined. Ten years, so that was that was fine. Right, not, not that anything wasn't fine, but you know that was like pretty laid back because yeah. I was just waiting. And then right, so I remember right, so I I remember they took me in the room right before you woke up because the doctor had to say like make sure you do you know do this and tell explain everything to me. And then I remember you waking up and be like, "Hi, lady," <laughs> just like on not road. And I remember like basically walking you into the car and sitting you in the car. I remember you singing on the way home. You just started breaking out in a song on the way home. Oh. <laughs> That's weird. And then as we remember driving the car, then like I remember like parking CVS, I had to run. I was only there five minutes, but like the time I got back out of the CVS, you would like fall asleep, and just like lolling over the car. Good. So I got you home. I remember put you. I can't, oh no, that's right. The doctor, you had to take your first pill, but also the doctor, said you had to eat something. So okay. I made like I just warmed up a soup or something. I can't remember. I can't remember like, but because I remember the doctor said, like you had to eat something because you, you couldn't take it on empty stomach. Yeah. So like I just remember like you trying to eat and like you just like didn't want to eat cause you just want to go to sleep. And I was like, yeah. no, no, you have to eat. And um, you were like, were like, how much more? How much more? <laughs> I was just like a little bit more. You're like that's not a unit of measurement. <laughs> <laughs> and finally I mean, you were just like you just want to go to bed. So like I finally like I think you got a few spoonfuls and I, thought I was like, well whatever. So like I can take the pill, and I just remember put you to bed, then I went to the store to buy like a bunch of just like soft foods and to buy a bunch of soft foods or whatever and, like then I remember you you then so basically you were knocked out the rest of the afternoon and evening and then you woke up I don't know around eight or nine and after that it had worn off so you yeah. were back to
0: Composed. Oh, I mean, it sucked. Like it was so. It was, I think it was the worst pain I've ever had. Like I mean, I'm, luckily I've never broken bones or had yeah. to go to the hospital or anything like that. No, I remember the night, the
1: night before was, you were like, it, was,
0: it hurts. Like I couldn't sleep. Yeah. Like it hurts so bad. Like, yeah, it was rough. And yeah, and it, and the worst, the the most annoying part of it was i literally just started a job and i was like this does not look good like yeah because i've worked in jobs where someone starts and the very next day they either never show up again right or they're already calling out and i just like it looks so bad but i remember i was like i I can bring you doctor's notes i I can bring you all this evidence like i'm not making like i just i felt so guilty because well i mean it just looks bad yeah
1: Um, i mean it probably i mean it helped that it was i guess an office job and it was you know true
0: yeah, like I it wasn't a job. I mean, it was a job with a high turnover, but it wasn't like a restaurant or something that's like, yeah. yeah, we we get ten applications a day. We don't. Yeah, we can move on. Plus, they had
1: probably time. already gone a couple of weeks without anyone there while they were filling it, so it was like, what's the you know what's, what's another, another day or two? Day yeah, But
0: yeah. still. That, uh, no, I
1: remember I was no because I was concerned too, but it was like I mean, there's nothing you could do. I mean, you couldn't. I mean, you could not get it taken care of like right then and there. So. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, so uh, Jenna confronts Maynard, who is pra- uh, played by Horatio Sands, who I don't forget is in this show. I just forget where he shows up. I remember he's in this for a small bit. But uh, do you have familiarity with Horatio Sands? He was
1: just knowing he was like on SNL. Yeah. And... He was
0: he was part of that like uh, Rachel Dratch, Jimmy yeah. Fallon sort of clique of. Um, they were clearly friends either before or on set, and just it seemed like their job or their Inadvertent job was to just make each other laugh as much as possible in each sketch because by various means, but yeah. But in, in this time in third Rack, he'd slimmed down a lot because he he was sort of a pseudo Chris Farley on SNR, he was the big fat, funny guy because you know, he's doing things you know, fat guys aren't supposed to be that athletic or agile, but um, yeah. Uh-huh. So in this by this time on third Rack, though, he slimmed down a bit. Um, I kind of think he's another one of those SNL people that, like, he was bigger on SNL and he just hasn't quite had a hit post-SNL. Like, he's been, like, a character actor in numerous things, but he just hasn't really had a standalone show or anything. Yeah. So, but he's funny. He's genuinely a funny guy. He's got a very dry wit about him, but, yeah. Hello,
3: Maynard. Jenna. I shouldn't have come here.
4: Well, what was I supposed to do? It's almost Valentine's Day, and I haven't heard anything from you. Has the dog who gives you your orders died?
3: No, Brandon's fine. Jenna, we need to talk. I don't think I could stalk you anymore.
4: No, you don't mean that.
3: Look, I have a new therapist. I'm taking my meds. I can't even see electricity shooting out of your head anymore.
4: Well, is there
5: someone else? It's one of those kids from Glee, isn't it?
3: Jenna, please, don't make a scene.
2: I always knew this would end someday. I just thought it would be with me in the trunk of a rental car.
4: So, uh, where did you go to school?
5: Chote, then Yale, then two years in Africa
4: with the Peace Corps. The Peace Corps? That's surprising.
5: Oh, no. The Peace Corp. Lawrence Peaces Corporation. We drilled for oil and gorilla habitats.
4: Of course. Yeah, I learned to talk to gorillas when I worked for GE Medical. Uh, we're going to test poisons on you. Oh. Uh, so, uh, are you seeing anyone?
5: Not for a few months. You remind me of him, actually. I have a thing for commanding salt and pepper types. I don't know why. I think it started when I walked into my parents doing it the day Reagan was shot.
4: I wouldn't overanalyze that. <laughs> I 't
0: know why so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's got some problems. Um... Uh, so, do you think she, she was his first date? Because it's weird. that So doesn't mean he blew off the other three dates. Then? That's how I took it. Yeah. Okay. I just thought she was part of it. Like she was the first date because he knew she he knew he was gonna be on the show. So he assumed that oh. he would probably take her out. To well, dinner. I mean, they
1: mentioned. I mean, that's true. I guess. I, I mean, I know. I didn't take it away. I took it that way. Took it that he had the other three dates lined up. He went on the show and then he, he hit it off with her on the show. That that's that's when they talk about getting a drink after and so he places his other plans oh. that's a lot. I mean that. that's how I interpret no,
0: it no that's I mean you yeah, if they didn't have that line of we should get drinks or something yeah yeah so I get, yeah I get. but I guess so did he contact Jonathan to get this reservation and that's why Jonathan knows to call because otherwise Jonathan wouldn't know right. call at this time yeah. I guess
1: I mean I, I assume Jonathan does, does all the behind the scenes work to so move the pieces around so. yeah Hello? I am calling about the made-up conference call with Geneva. I love having secrets with you. One time, I ran over an old lady in Arizona and just kept driving.
4: Yes, damn it, Geneva. We'll cancel the conference call. I'm doing something far more important now and uh, more beautiful.
5: You're kidding, right? I mean, that's
4: your move. I beg your pardon?
5: It's 3.30 in the morning in Geneva, Jack. Who's your call with? The hooker working the corner outside of oh,
4: well, it is February and in Switzerland. That is, uh, night business month. Okay. Well, all, all right, I'm sorry. I forgot who I was dealing with. Stay and just have another drink.
5: Look at me, Jack. Look how my body goes with this dress. I don't need to be dealing with amateurs.
0: Avery Jessup does not
1: mess around. She does not suffer fools. Mm-hmm. Also, does Jack just normally date a bunch of idiots then? Because I mean, oh, it's yeah. true. Like, who doesn't know that Switzerland is like six hours? You know that Switzerland. If someone was going to know... get a call from Switzerland mm-hmm. at well, like eight o'clock anything. at night, or nine I, o'clock at I night, I mean, I
0: know it was Switzerland, but I don't know Geneva. Oh, I know Geneva from X Men, oh, which Olivia Munn was in. So. <laughs> There's a connection for you. I don't. know. I mean, I'm ignorant on stuff like that. Though, but I'm not. But in if you were, there someone who was
1: suddenly taking a call from Europe, at evening, nighttime, our time. Like you wouldn't think you wouldn't, oh, wouldn't that would, you really realize that would like really
0: like if they if they said like Europe, but if yeah. they said somewhere like I just yeah. don't know, I'd probably be like, okay, I, tr- I have no reason not to trust you, like. You've like, I mean, it's all about trust, right? Like, you trust the person telling you the truth. You have no reason why would you distrust them immediately versus just trust them? Well, but I, well, I feel
1: like getting a interrupting phone call on dates it's is like a classic, like, potential yeah. diversion. It is a whatever. pretty cliche
0: move, but but yeah, I mean, well, we know Jack has d- dated adults. Like, I mean, Elisa is an exception, Nancy's an exception, Bird
1: Bones is an exception,
0: Phoebe, yeah, Phoebe was. Phoebe was an so exception. I he, so I don't so, think so. Well, I guess for the one night stands, he just needs a dummy. He doesn't need yeah. someone he's trying to make a relationship. Well, I mean, like he says, his plan isn't to do anything more than just right, right, sex right. him. So to score, I guess. But get a win. Get a win. So he wasn't expecting Avery to to know to be that smart. Someone who works on CNBC,
1: I would expect them to know anything about Switzerland. Is CNBC
0: the more conservative of the NBC channels? I mean, MS- well, yeah, MSNBC yeah. is more Is Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. It's, well, I mean, I wouldn't say it's like the left equivalent to Fox News, but it's definitely much more left-wing than Fox News. Yeah. CNBC, I mean, I feel like by default, by being like financially oriented, it's more yeah. like it's definitely not as um, right-wing as Fox Business, mm-hmm. but it's definitely, yeah, I mean, more financial, corporate, whatever,
0: oriented than MSNBC. Fair enough. The C stands for conservative. Sure. And Frank, uh, meanwhile, back at 30 Rock, Frank dropped some wisdom on Liz about Valentine's Day.
2: Listen, Frank, I really need a ride home from the doctor on Valentine's Day. Are you free?
4: No, that cleaning lady finally agreed to go out with me. We're going to pick
5: up some pierogies and then eat them at her husband's grave. (laughs) You thought you were so much smarter than us, didn't you? But now... You're in the exact same crappy Valentine's Day boat everyone else is in.
2: No, I'm not. I just need a ride home, not a date. They're completely different situations.
5: How's that? All we want on Valentine's Day is to know that someone cares even a little about us. Aren't you looking for the same thing? In fact, yours is worse. If you don't get that tooth fixed, the infection will probably move to your brain and kill you.
2: Yeah, well, if I die, my ghost is gonna haunt you.
5: Then your ghost is gonna see some disgusting stuff
0: so jack is over the moon with avery and shares the news with liz that he might be taken with her meanwhile he uh, asks her a favor
4: Uh, lemon i wish i could help you but i have to concentrate on avery Uh, i need a big next move and you have a show tonight i've invited her to be my guest at the tgs vip room We don't have a VIP room or VIPs. Get John Bon Jovi. He's NBC's current artist-in-residence. What is that? A not-stupid program that I came up with. Bon Jovi is under contract with us for a full year and scheduled to appear across a variety of programming platforms.
2: Okay, fine. I'll set it up. Thank
4: you. Because tonight, she's going to get the Jack Donaghy A-game.
2: Ooh, she's getting the Jack Donaghy A-game. I hope she can keep her clothes on. <laughs>
4: A lemon, your hair looks very nice today. You should wear it like that more often.
2: Oh, my. Well, I <laughs> I never... Uh... Oh, yeah.
1: Liz, she's so easy.
0: Is that his A-game?
1: Apparently. It- or this is just easy. Is he
0: being complimentary Is A-game? I didn't even say anything special. I just said your hair looks nice. You should wear it like that more often. I thought, not particularly game. That's just a. Compliment. Well, it worked
1: on Liz.
0: Yeah, but we know Liz is desperate. So. Yeah. yeah.
1: But, well, it's something I want to talk about really quickly mm-hmm. was in the clip of, of all the programs that John Bon Jovi is appearing on, the first one is Top Chef. And it's interesting because I guess that, that was the season that was there at the time, but one of the contestants, like the actual contestants they show, is has just been on the latest currently airing Top Chef All-Star season that's going on now, which is just, like, I mean, which is funny is like, I don't know, this episode aired 10 years, 10 years 11 ago. years ago, and it's, like, I guess I knew the Top Chef has been on for a long time, but it's, like, I didn't quite realize because that, that was the sixth season she was on, so it's been 13, wow. oh, 14, five. I don't know. Just, like, yeah. and I guess, I guess Padma Lakshmi guest starred earlier, so it, yeah. it would have been, obviously, it was on then, too, but it's just funny how, like, I don't know, like, the the contestant they showed like it
0: is still ha- relevant
1: exactly and like how like characters like i mean you have characters in tv shows but it's like this is like a real person who like is a chef who like is still like you know like i mean like she she, she was one of like the most beloved characters or whatever or beloved characters most beloved contestants like now she's back and it's like it's someone that's like over time it's like yeah. it's funny how like they're a real person but like, you're still like they have like they this have long
0: celebrity like, about them
1: character arc yeah. of being around I don't know. yeah
0: anyway yeah reality yeah. shows are the one shows that i i mean i they're tv so i count them but like when i look at their seasons count i know that's skewed because usually they do two seasons a year but it still is like i mean it's been around 16 years that's a lot that's a no show r- rarely any shows last that long so i mean that's but it's also it's like it's it's low production in terms of cost like i mean it's costly but it's not as costly as like sets and uh costumes and things like that generally it's pretty much going to be the same show probably the most food most money you're paying for is like the various foods that you're crafting and things like that and then your main stars are going to be getting a good salary but yeah i guess like they're i mean that's why reality became such a prevalent thing is because it was cheaper to produce than actual sitcoms movies dramas whatever um but yeah it's like when i look like survivor has 40 seasons it yeah. hasn't been on 40 years yeah, twice a year just, for... they do two a year yeah. so it, it and it it to the layman, looks like, oh, this show's been on forever. It's like, well, I mean, it's been on twenty years. That's a long time, but they haven't. It's not really forty seasons, but uh, and it's semantics. So it's not a big thing to really get up in arms about. But yeah, I don't really consider reality statistics as realistic as I do like other traditional TV statistics. But that's my hangup. Weird. Right. Oh, reality sucks. <laughs> Reality and reality TV sucks. So Liz is still hung up and she calls the dental office to see if she can, if she can just not have someone pick her, up. She, if she can have a way out.
2: Hello, this is Elizabeth Lemon. I have surgery scheduled tomorrow and I am not embarrassed to tell you that I don't have anyone to pick me up and I will be leaving alone. Ma'am, you really need someone. No, I don't. I don't need anyone because I can do every single thing that a person in a relationship can, everything even zip up my own dress you know there are some things that are actually harder to do with two people such
5: as monologues look if you really don't have anyone you can sign a liability release then you can leave alone i'll fax it to your office great thank you
2: for looking out for a sister in a feminist way not because you're black although it doesn't matter because i'm black too nope you're gonna meet me no i'm not black (laughs)
0: this
1: <laughs> lemon still so racist, so racist and not a good person no
0: um yeah. she does something like that again because i think she has to oh well, i think it's in the very next episode she has to call back because she's trying to figure out who her future husband is and she ends up going similar to the ending of this episode where the credits uh she ends up acting jamaican um oh, which it. is not or trinidadian i guess um and it's not a good look, but I always, always mix those two scenes up because I know they both take place of her calling the toll office, but at least she caught herself. Still not a good look. Not because I'm black,
1: guy. too. Because uh, I know. Wait, no, no. She <laughs> not only said much. that because she knew she was going to see her in exactly. person. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Oh, Liz.
0: Yeah. But I mean, they could have also had the joke where like she already hangs up the phone and she's like... The <sighs> <Like, laughs> joke could have worked both ways, but it's still not a good <laughs> look. It's really Not sweet. a good look for Liz. Nope. Meanwhile at the NBC VIP room, uh, Liz gets some advice from John Bon Jovi, but First.com drops some truth on Jack.
4: Thank you for setting all this up, Lemon. Grizz.com. thank you for pretending to be bouncers. Maybe someday we'll
3: live in a world where you ask us to pretend to be scientists. John Thank you for coming. Oh, no problem, Jack. What do you need? Arena rock anthem? Power
4: ballad? Actually, I have a date uh, coming by, so if you can come over at some point and say hello, that would really
3: impress her. Oh, sure. That sounds like an appropriate use of my time and talent.
5: Liz, the doctor's office faxed to you earlier. Hey, when are you gonna set up that cool
2: VIP lounge? Thank you, three.
3: Whoa, 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 whoa. You shouldn't sign anything without reading it first. I made that mistake once, and I ended up NBC's artist-in-residence.
2: Oh. Okay.
3: Give me I have an honorary degree from Monmouth University. Hmm. I, the undersigned, henceforth known as the alone, hereby state that on February 14th, I have absolutely no one in my life. You're alone on Valentine's Day?
2: It's not about a date. I just don't have a ride home from the doctor's office.
3: But isn't that the same thing? I mean, isn't it about having somebody out there... Yeah, I get it,
2: Bon Jovi. It's already been explained to me.
3: I, the alone, otherwise known as Jane Sadwoman, release Dr. Kaplan's office of all legal responsibilities, will likely die alone, eaten by house cats. Boy, this seems like a lot of unnecessary... Forget
2: it. I am not signing this. I reject the idea that there's some stigma to being alone.
3: All right, then what's the plan if you don't sign the release?
2: I'll just tell them that my... Boyfriend is gonna pick me up, and then after the surgery, I'll make a run for it.
3: So, you're gonna invent the boyfriend on Valentine's Day? That is the lamest thing I've heard since this. I'm tight Myson, baby basta! How about that? Hey, Jack.
4: Who's this lovely? Uh, excuse me, Bon Jovi, I'm in the middle of a conversation here. Yeah, but you said to uh, th- thank you. I hate it here.
5: Wow. That
4: was a lot better than your little confidence call move. Can I get you a drink, Avery? Or we could just get out of here? Yes, we could.
0: Well, I mean, we haven't mentioned one of the guest stars of this episode is Bon Jovi. Yes. Uh, But do you have any, I mean... I mean, not really. Yeah, I don't. I remember my sister was big on him in the 80s and the 90s, because, you know, musician, hot musician, I guess, but... I don't know. They went away for several years, and then they had that resurgence in the late '90s, early two thousands. That's
1: right. And
0: I guess he's around this time was still doing something because they wouldn't have had him on for no reason. He's probably I'm sure he's still touring. Or oh, I'm sure. I'm sure today, even today, he's there. The he or the band are still around, but I don't have really any affinity or anything for him. I don't know if you did. It seems like maybe something your mom would have liked.
1: I mean, I guess, but not like at least during the resurgence like that, especially so that I remember, I don't
0: know. Hmm. I mean, he's just like a safe adult contemporary person, I guess. So Liz makes it to the dental office and then we get a fun little montage of Jenna missing um, her stalker.
2: Hello, Elizabeth Lemon. Do you have your release? No, I don't need it because my boyfriend, astronaut Mike Dexter, will be picking me up on his motorcycle. Mm Mm-hmm. Take a seat.
0: Is that Sarah McLaughlin? Yes, it is. So I like that montage. I mean, it's mostly visual, um, so it doesn't really work for an audio podcast. But uh, I, I like it that it's sort of subverting the typical talk- stalker stuff of that you would ordinarily see all of that from the stalker's point of view. And they're reminiscing, but it's more like a haunting way, whereas this is more like a sad, like, I really miss this. Using
1: the pet, the, the pet commercial song.
0: No, that's not the, no angels. Oh, the was it an angel? Oh, yeah, this one is a
1: difference. well. It could be. It could be. It absolutely could be that. Well, actually, that would be really morbid. That's they That would be, like, actually, be yeah, really, really, really oh, morbid. Man, these mind. pets are dying. <laughs> <laughs> you know. well, Yikes! Anyway, and at this point, Jen is is almost stalking her yeah, soccer. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's around. a lot of like
0: fun jokes, like all yeah. the baby's heads um, in her refrigerator, and like the pictures of her sleeping and things like that. It's just it's. It's goofy. Um, Anyway, back at the dental office, Liz is out of her surgery and has a hallucination?
2: You know, I don't think the Anastasia actually affected me. Oh my God, what are you doing here?
4: We knew you'd need a ride home.
2: What do you mean, we?
4: Can't leave without a ride, dummy. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh,
5: you have some dried blood on your teeth.
2: You're here, you're all here because you didn't want me to be alone today. Oh, Floyd, I still think every day about what would have happened if I had gone to Cleveland with you. And even you, Dennis, watching the color purple drunk with you was one of the funnest nights of my life. True. so handsome, so, so stupid. Seeing all of your beautiful faces and Dennis's jean jacket. I know that I don't need anyone, but I do want to be loved. We all do. And if it didn't work out between us, it's just because I'm not finished becoming me yet. But I will find love someday, because I am a sailor on the sea of the
5: human heart. Okay, this bitch is tripping her ass off. (laughs) What do we do with her? I got a date tonight. (laughs) I say we order her some pizza and lock her in here for the weekend. I'm gonna start dialing numbers till somebody pick up. What's that, Bon Jovi?
2: You love me too?
0: so the first time we've seen a lot of those guys in a while first time we've seen floyd in a really long time first time we've seen dennis in a long time first time we've seen drew in a long time we'll see all of them again uh floyd later this season dennis i'm pretty sure later this season and drew i don't think we'll see him again until no we'll see him this season when she's trying to find a last minute date for all the weddings uh, so we'll see them again but uh, it was nice it was nice seeing them again. And I, I still In this argue, scene. Yeah, in this scene. Not so much the end scene uh, or the credit scene. Um, but I still think to this... Throughout the entire season, Floyd was the, her best catch. Like,
1: That's probably true. Well, I mean, it, they only broke up because he went to Cleveland.
0: Right, yeah, and he... Well, they tried the long-distance thing, right. but it just... But yeah, I mean... Yeah, it was because then yeah. he moved away. But I'm trying to think. The, the guy she ends up with... Um, I know I think they were a better fit for each other James Morrison's James James character I'm, I'm blanking on the character's name right now um, Chris I think his name's Chris um, with a K I think I think that's a joke Jack, uh, Jack, Jack makes <laughs> Jack ja, yeah, yeah. uh, that's all folks <laughs> um, uh, I think they have good chemistry but I just think her and Floyd clicked better and I think he was the best fit for Liz so it's she should've went to Cleveland she missed out uh, anyway, we uh, come back to Jack's office or Jack's home, I guess. This is, yeah, mm-hmm. so we come back to Jack and it looks like he and Avery had a sleepover.
4: You want to grab breakfast?
5: You're sweet, Jack, but let's not pretend this is anything more than it is. I'm sorry? Look, despite what happened in the shower last night, I'm a pretty traditional girl. I mean, I want a husband someday and a family and men like you don't.
4: <laughs> men like me? That isn't fair. I want a family. A son I can throw a ball to, and when he's older, have power struggles with Jack,
5: you don't have to lie to me, okay? I love guys like you. You're great for one night.
4: Look, Avery, I admit this isn't what I was looking for going into this weekend, but you're an amazing woman.
1: I feel like that kind of subverts like the typical thing where you have, like, the man who's, like, not looking for anything, and, um, the, or I'm sorry, the, the man who's looking for something serious and the woman who's just, like, You know, like oh, a happy-go-lucky party girl who's just no. It's definitely. I I was just
0: going to say say the same thing after the scene was. It's definitely subverting where ordinarily Jack is in that situation where he's saying that to a girl of like you want a family and a life and I just want to have sex. So, uh, yeah. Then, then that's why their dynamic works and why they end up spoiler alert together uh, through the rest of the series because they're perfect for each other. So, yeah.
4: Lemonite. Oh, you're kidding. Uh, okay, uh, I'll be right there. Uh, I need to go.
5: Jack, the phone trick again? I mean, I'd be insulted if I wasn't so impressed by your assistant.
4: This isn't a trick. I have to pick up a hallucinating employee of mine from the oral surgeon's office. Well, that's at least creative. Look, cancel your walk of shame. Come with me on a car ride of proof.
0: Fun IMDb trivia for your Walk of Shame was a movie that Elizabeth Banks was in. It all comes full circle. So Jenna's story wraps up kind of eh, kind of on a flat note, I think. I mean it's it's funny because, you know, Kenneth gives into her her craziness by well,
1: well what Kenneth writes on her yeah, wall is yeah, I will eat your boogers. <laughs> yeah. I want
0: to eat your boogers, which is a very Kenneth thing to say. Um, but yeah, so he ends up just playing her stalker to to her knowledge. Uh, But it cheers her up and it makes her a happy Valentine's Day. Uh, Meanwhile, we get the closing scene where Liz is still on the anesthesia, still being honest. So uh, Avery gets the honesty out of uh, what she thinks of Jack.
5: (laughs) What hotel is this?
4: Uh, Would you just keep an eye on her? I'm going to turn down her bed.
5: Mm. Sure, he was making this up.
2: Yes, you're a very pretty doggie. Hey, what do you think about Jack? Who, Jackie? He's the best one. I don't know what I would
5: do about him. Yeah, he is pretty great, isn't he?
2: <gasps> bon Jovi.
5: Um. Uh,
4: no, 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 It's time for bed. It's time for bed. Yeah.
0: That's another one of those scenes where they easily could have set up Liz confessing feelings for Jack and they didn't. Yeah. I'm so glad they didn't because yeah. we're getting near the end of the season. That easily could have been a season finale cliffhanger of her admitting, but yeah.
1: Also, I like that really quick callback gag where she goes to the tree and thinks the tree yeah. is Bon Jovi and yeah. tries to make out with it. So I guess any
0: tree that's like a palm frond or whatever looks like Bon Jovi. To yeah, you know, he, has, he, has he has shaggy, shaggy hair. He has hair like like a, shaggy, spiky hair. So be maybe like it tree, looks like a tree. Whatever. whatever. I don't know. So I guess that means any Jamaican Trinidadian lady is Drew, Dennis, and Floyd, I guess. so. Sure. Careful, Jamaican Trinidad ladies. You're in trouble. Liz is on the hunt. Yeah. All right, so... Uh, that's the end of Anna Howard Shaw Day. We are not gonna play the credit scene, just sort of on principle, because it's they like. I, it's funny to have the ex boyfriends play it because one, you wouldn't have them on set for one scene necessarily, right? And two, because it's so goofy. But why not have the actual nurses just saying all of that? Yeah, I don't like. It's less funny because they're just talking about yeah. their lives, but it, and so it's funny because it's yeah. a guy saying all of this right. stuff. But it's like,
1: well, if she's playing a scene, it's basically um, the the John Ham, Jason mm-hmm. Sudeikis, and uh, Den- actor who uh, plays Dennis Stuffy, whose yeah. name I can't think of right now. Anyway, they pretend they're the hygienists. And the well, it it, the, it makes sense office.
0: because Liz is watching it, right? So it makes sense for the viewer, but it really doesn't make any sense aside like if, if liz isn't in that last scene saying the last line then it just looks like like why are they playing these roles outside yeah. of the fa- so it makes sense but it still is just like you could have had the the actresses playing these roles because like i mean the 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 moment when like after they the it cuts and you realize she's actually talking to the nurses right they're funny like they're able to deliver their lines with, Yeah. The timing to well, make well, it's because the
1: they're still using the joke of Liz sees right. them as those three, so they're talking. Right, but this time in the previous scene they were talking in their normal voices. In this scene, they're talking at in, but it, like maybe if the actual actresses' voices would have been dubbed over theirs, yeah. it would have worked better. But it's not. It's just basically them, John Hamm, Jason Day, because stuff doing
0: really bad,
1: really bad like mock Jamaican or Trinidadian accents, like. Actually, you know, if I think if they would have used the used the actual actors' voices, it would have been like it would have been less cringy. Like it would have yeah, been, it would have been a little bit more. Acceptable. But it's like their it's attempt at doing those accents is just like a little. It's like, so dirty. it's like it's
0: it's so over the top that it makes yeah. it less funny yeah. and makes it more just like yeah. You could have either kept them at their voices or have them dubbed over, but not them trying to do the voices and the accents.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway, that's that's the only black eye I think on this episode. Yeah. Everything else is. It's I I still stand by like it's not it's not a dud. I think I may have said it was a dud. You but, did. Um, it's not a dud of an episode because it is setting up some pieces that's going to play out the rest of the season. I just I just don't think there was enough for me. And coming off of last episode, I just loved it so much. It's it, it's such a sharp decline that I'm like, eh, it's okay. I liked it. Yeah.
1: It was a lot better than the Boston episode. Yes, which definitely. I still think was.
0: That was a low point. Yeah. Oof, that was a tough episode. Any other thoughts on uh, Anna Howard Shaw Day <laughs> before we say adieu?
1: <laughs> Happy one hundredth anniversary of suffrage. Andrew.
0: That makes it sound like you're celebrating suffering. suffering. Women's suffrage, <laughs> women voting,
1: whatever you know what I mean. Anyway, no, no thoughts. Take us out. All right.
0: Well, as always, uh, if you like what we're doing, reading and reviewing, and all that fun stuff, it's gonna be the best way to help us out. Uh, otherwise, we will see you in next week's episode, uh, Season 4, Episode 14, Episode 72, uh, entitled For- Future Husband. David would take us out.
1: See you next time. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, no one.